0: Hello and welcome once again to our midweek devotional. This week I want to deal with the theme of Facing Down and Dealing with the Enemy. We all face trials, fears and things that give us deep concern, worries, issues that overwhelm us and make us wonder how we will deal with them. Will we go under? never recover? How will we overcome? There are certain thoughts, feelings and words that have been out there, particularly during this pandemic, but I think they've always been there. Particularly this year, they have become more predominant during the lockdown, during the dealing with the COVID-19 virus. The enemy, whatever form we like to look at, is present, will always be there in the future. During this time of pandemic particularly, but they have always existed, the two greatest enemies are fear and death. So how do we deal with these enemies and other enemies that exist in our daily lives and living. <clears throat> to, in order to answer these questions, I'm going to take a passage from the Old Testament, from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and look at how the example of the king Jehoshaphat, who was known as a good king, a good king in Israel's terms, was one who loved and followed and served God, and sought to obey God's word and rule in their lives, in the life of the nation. So, we're going to look at Jehoshaphat and how he dealt with his physical enemies and how we can apply this to the enemies in our lives, particularly the great enemies of fear and of death. So I'm going to read, first of all, from Second Chronicles chapter 20. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, with some of the Mennonites came to make war on Jehoshaphat. Some came and told Jehoshaphat A vast enemy is coming against you from Edom from the other side of the sea It is already in Hazazon Tamar that is in Gedi Alarmed Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord Indeed they came from every town in Judah to seek him Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard, and he said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. O our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before our people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and built in it a sanctuary for your name saying if calamity comes upon us whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name will cry out to you in our distress and you'll hear us and save us but now here are men from ammon mob and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow israel to invade when they came from egypt so they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast enemy that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. All the men of Israel, with their wives and children and little ones, stood there before the Lord, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel as he stood in the assembly. He said, Listen, King King Jehoshaphat, all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because this vast enemy for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow march down against them They will be climbing up by the pass of Zizaz. You will find them at the gorge in the desert of Jurel. You will not have this battle to fight. Take up your positions. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow. and The Lord will be with you. (coughs) Jehoshaphat bowed. His face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshipped before the Lord. Then some Levites and Korites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoah. As they set out, Joseph stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Joseph had appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendour of his holiness as he went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. As he began to sing in praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men of Mount Seir to destroy and inanimate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they had to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked towards the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Joseph and his men went to carry off their plunder. They found among a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that they took three days to collect it. On the fourth day they assembled in the valley of Berakah, where they praised the Lord. That is why it is called the valley of Berakah to this day. Then, led by Joseph, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem, for the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lutes and trumpets. The fear of God came upon the kingdoms of the countries when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. The king of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your holy and eternal word. We thank you, Lord, this is a count of a battle, an earthly battle that King Jehoshaphat fought against his enemies we thank you that in it contains teaching and truth of how we can deal with our enemies in our lives each and every day so father help us to learn from this story today this instant this actual event of history help us to learn what you'd want to teach us how we can apply it to our daily life and our living in Jesus name amen yes Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah are about to go into battle against the people, this army of uh, the Ammonites, the Moabites, those from Mount Seir, and the Menunites. a vast army—had arisen against them. So the first thing we see here is that Joshua was informed what was going to happen: a vast enemy is coming against you. He was told by a messenger. So he identified who the army the enemies were, and so he realized he had a great battle. A vast army were arrayed against a smaller country of Judah and a smaller army. So, Jehoshaphat knew who his enemy were. He had identified them clearly and it was a great battle. But he reacted. He reacted with alarm. A small army against a greater army. The great possibility of them being defeated. So, alarmed, we read, was the reaction of Jehoshaphat. Obviously the people of uh, judah were also alarmed because later on when he's speaking to them joseph had says to the people of judah and jerusalem this is what the lord says to you do not be afraid or discouraged because of the vast army for the battle is not yours but god's so the people are also in a spirit of fear you know when an enemy comes against us we have fears we have doubts we lack faith we're afraid perhaps all other people or the reaction of other people when we have to take a stand against something. The devil is busy at work when we have an enemy against us, whatever that enemy may be. When there's trouble, when we are under attack, we can sometimes find it harder to find who the enemy is or identify the real enemy. And sometimes it's our own attitudes towards the situation we're in. It becomes our enemy. We fear, we doubt, we get down, we get, we get angry, we get discouraged. We perhaps say, why me, God? Or why did God allow this to happen? We face a big problem or in our perception is a big problem and we panic, we become fearful. We wonder what will happen to us. How will we deal with the fear and the panic? And that's the important question to ask. What do we need to do? Well, God's word is very clear and I've often said to you over these weeks of the pandemic to go back to God's word and what it says to us. And the prophet Isaiah spoke and said, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I'll help you. I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. You see, we have the unshakable trust in God and God's word that will bring help to us when the enemy is attacking us. Remember how uh, this man Jehazel spoke to the people of Judah before they went into the battle, and how he assured them that they were not to be afraid. That they, as they took up uh, battle against the enemy, he reminded them that they were not to be afraid, as King Jehoshaphat did. He said, Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. The battle is not yours. Today, march down against them. and God will be with you. So you see, deliverance comes from God. Stand firm, it said. See the deliverance the Lord will give you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow. The Lord will be with you. So these two men, Jehaziel and Jehoshaphat, both reminded the people that they were to be trusting in God as they knew who their enemy was, who they were fighting. So we have a real enemy, around us in the form of a devil. We have many enemies that attack us in our daily lives as well. And so we need to trust in God and God's word and the assurances of God and what God's word says. Remember, Jesus always trusted in God and in the word of God. So we need to rely upon God's word to us as we find it in God. And for taking on enemies, we need the weapon of the word and the promises of God. Then secondly, we must admit we can't deal with it ourselves. In this great prayer that Jehoshaphat prayed, he says in it, O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face the enemy that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. He says, I'm not sure what military tactics I'm going to use against this vast enemy coming against us. We have no power to face this enemy that is going to attack us. Really our human power or human strength isn't sufficient for us. That's why he prays this great prayer to God. It said earlier that Jehoshaphat was alarmed. And what did Jehoshaphat do? He resolved to inquire for the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. He got people to set aside all they were doing, to spend the time in prayer and fasting, not being caught up with the issues of life setting aside for a time with God to realise they couldn't deal with it themselves. So the important thing was, even though we have fears and those will come to us, every one of us, we have one we can turn to who will give us a coping mechanism when we turn to him in prayer. Because if we try to deal with issues ourselves, it can lead to all sorts of illness, even mental illness. And the whole issue can get beyond us being able to cope with it. We get out of our depths. So it's important that we realise that we are vulnerable, we're inadequate, we're weak, we're helpless. But our hope and help and trust is in God, who will give us the tactics as well, the help to be able to overcome the enemies that attack us in our lives. Because Jehoshaphat taught us an important lesson. He was alarmed, but he didn't go around in fear and panic. Yes, he was. But... He resolved to go to God, to turn to God in prayer. And I say, this is why he had this great prayer that we find here in chapter 20. And he turned to God and brought his concerns about the situation. And so we go to God first, not as a last resort, but our first resort, and turn to God and trust in him. Bring our fears, our concerns about our future, our jobs, our loved ones, our daily lives, our ordinary lives. Whatever the enemy that is attacking us and concerning us, we need to turn to God. Here, Jehoshaphat recognised that God was in control. O Lord, our God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kings of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. O our God, did you not drive it in the heavens of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the sons of Abraham, your friend. There he acknowledged God's sovereign rule and authority, that God was in control. God is King of kings and Lord of lords. So we have to put, turn our eyes in prayer to God, acknowledge who God is, that God is a sovereign Lord in control. Many people have said, or some people at least have said, is God in control? Does God really care? In this situation. And when many crises occur in life, and particularly these worldwide events that are happening at this moment in time, people wonder is God in control? But here, Jehoshaphat knew from past experience, from his own faith in God, that God is sovereign. God is in control. Yes, he rules in heaven, but he comes down to earth to deliver in enemy situations, in difficult situations. Indeed, the prophet Zechariah said, Not by might, nor by power, but my spirit says, "The Lord." Paul will literally say, "I can do all things through Him who gives me strength." You know, just as a light uh, needs power uh, to spare the darkness of a room, but the light needs to be switched on, or if it's a table lamp, it needs to be plugged into the source of power. It needs electricity to get to make the bulb shed light. When we don't put on the light. When we sit in the darkness of a room, the darkness doesn't go away. It remains. When we switch on the light, darkness is removed and we have light around us. And it's the same. God is the source of our strength, power and guidance to help us overcome the enemy. When we turn to him and pray to him, seek his face and ask him for help, he will dispel the enemy. He will help us have strength to overcome the enemy. When Jesus was on earth, he made a similar promise to disciples before he left the earth You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. What was the result? Pentecost, the coming of God and giving the Holy Spirit in power to give the disciples, the apostles, power and boldness and authority to go out and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus did say, The helper, the Holy Spirit, the Father will send in my name. Will teach you all things and bring it to your remembrance. All things I said to you. So the disciples were going to go out not on their own to preach the gospel. They're going to be given power and strength and authority. And they were given that strength and power and authority. When the enemy would attack them, Jesus said he would give them the words to say when they're put in front of their accusers. So our source of victory, our source of strength and help is in God and God's Holy Spirit. Then we need to say, we need to take our problems to God. We've already alluded to this in saying that Jehoshaphat was alarmed and resolved to acquire the Lord. He prayed this great prayer, as I said, acknowledged the sovereign authority and rule of God over all nations, how he drove out the enemy nations before Israel and allowed them to come and live in the land of Canaan, how the nation realised that God was the one who had given the victory and how they had built God's temple, the sanctuary for God's name, for God's dwelling place. And they said they knew when calamity, in other words, when an enemy came upon them, uh, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, they resolved they would stand in your presence. In other words, they come into God's presence in worship and in prayer. And they would cry out to him in their distress and you will hear us and save us. The people knew that the person he could turn to was to go to God in prayer. God would hear them in their stress and save them. And that's what we have, the assurance we have, when we turn to God and seek him. Call upon him, as Isaiah says, in our time of need, he will draw near to us and he will help us. Seek the Lord when he may be found. Call upon him when he is near. Remember that other great psalm that I way back at the very beginning of the pandemic and I've mentioned to you several times Psalm 27 how the psalmist under attack from his enemies uh, were attacking him and seeking to destroy his enemy his uh, his life Sorry, this army besieged him he said his heart wouldn't fear he would be confident because the Lord was his light and his salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the stronghold of my life of whom I shall be afraid. So, as the enemy attacked, he trusted. He looked to God for guidance and for strength and for salvation. In the midst of all his attackers, he said, "One thing I seek of the Lord, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life." He said, "I will cry to God. My heart says of you, seek His face. Your face, Lord, will I seek." So he knew where to turn to when his enemies came upon him, to turn to God, to go to God's presence. And seek God's strength and he said he would take be strong and take heart he would wait for the Lord and he was confident to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living the psalmist had the great trust in God and God's power to defeat his enemy so we take our problems to God in prayer and God will answer them then we are to rest in faith or trust in God Jehoshaphat is very clear He had prayed to God. He sought God's strength and God's help. And God, he had given him an answer. God had promised him deliverance. The battle is not yours, but it is God's. Uh, Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow. That is the enemy. The Lord will be with you. So he rested in confidence and trust in God. How often before have we come across that in Scripture? Moses told joshua as he was about to assume leadership of the people of israel that he was not to be discouraged or be afraid for the lord his god would be with him and joshua took over leadership god said similar words not to be afraid not to be discouraged because he'll be with him he was to meditate and trust in god and god's word he was to trust god for all times jesus said that he will be with his disciples, he with all his followers to the very end of the age. We read how God will uphold us, uphold us with his righteous right hand. In Isaiah we read that, chapter 41 and verse 10. A right hand is a symbol of strength, of power and of might. We don't hold up God, God holds us up. And so we can take courage in Resting or trusting or put your faith in God. Paul said, as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. As we live and trust in Jesus Christ for every day of life and its needs, and as we meet the enemies of life, then we have to have a simple trust in Jesus Christ. We simply trust him as our saviour, our sin bearer, to save us from sin. Because we knew we can't save ourselves by our own good works, our good living, or striving for protection. Salvation is God's free gift of so Jesus Christ. He will give us victory as he gave Christ victory through the pain of the suffering of the cross. Jesus gives us gain through pain. He gives us victory out of seeming defeat. He always leads us in victory. And so the people of Israel, Judah face this great enemy. They face it because Jehoshaphat, had turned to God in prayer. He trusted in God and in the very word of God. So we need to rest and put our faith and trust in God at all times for every situation. Paul said in Romans chapter 8, We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him. And he goes on to say, that, All the difficulties in life, our problems, our enemies, and all these things were more than conquerors through Him who loved us, as Jesus conquered the great enemy of sin and death and the devil by defeating them on the cross and rising again so we have the assurance of victory over our enemies when we trust in God and in Christ's word and Christ's victory. Paul had been under attack by many enemies and the Christian faith and Christ were under attack and he could say, I know in whom I have believed and convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day. We can place our faith, trust, and confidence in God and in the promises of His Word. But then, here in this chapter, they were told to stand firm. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. God will deliver them. What does it mean to stand firm? When you're in a crisis, when the enemy is attacking you It can attack in every possible way and cause you to have a great fear but we need to have a quiet mental attitude of confidence in God recently I was reading one pastors comment upon this uh, aspect of fear I'm going to trust God this is something I'm slowly learning it is never God's will for me to run away from a difficult situation if I do, the situation will only follow and catch up with me a little further down the line. It may not look the same, but it will be the same. Why? Because God wants to teach me that he is sufficient for any problem. If we don't learn this today, we may learn it next week. If we don't learn it next week, we may learn it next year. The sooner the better. We can save ourselves problems by standing firm on waiting in God in quiet confidence. We are to trust in God and wait on him quietly with confidence. In verse 20 of 2nd Chronicles chapter 20, we read these words. Early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God and you will be held Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. So standing firm means standing firm on the word of God and its teaching and truth. As I already mentioned before, we need to have this firm trust in God, standing firm and trusting in him and what he says to us. We have to have faith in God and in the promises of his word. Isaiah says, In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. Our trust, our strength is in God as we stand firm in God through prayer and in the promise of his word. In fact, they will help us to stand firm in difficult enemy situations because God is a sovereign, loving, caring, providing, guiding, faithful God. We can depend upon him and his word. He will never let us down. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Here, Jehoshaphat said about referring to the prophet's in other words, what God had said through the prophets of old, they were to trust in those very words, the ones, the prophets who reminded God never changes. What we read about in Malachi, I, the Lord, change not. Or Hebrews, where we read, Jesus Christ is same yesterday and forevermore. Remember how Jesus said, Heaven and earth may pass away, but my words will never pass away. God's word is eternal. God's word is sure, a firm foundation to build our lives upon and a firm foundation which we can trust in for every day of life. God will help us to stand firm. We don't have to stand on our own. God is the one we can stand firm in. Remember Psalm 40, how the psalmist said he waited patiently for the Lord. He heard his cry. He delivered him from sink in the mud and the mire and set his fir- feet upon a firm ground upon the rock so we can build our lives on the firm foundation of god's word but then this battle was going on all this assurance had been given by jehoshaphat to the people because he had prayed to god and received god's answer but the important thing was he had such faith in victory that he thanked god beforehand after consulting the people Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. As he began to sing in praise the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. Just as Jehoshaphat had acknowledged the sovereign God at the beginning of his prayer and realized the power and might or with God, and God gave victory. God was the one he could trust in. So he praises God for victory before it even happens. He thanks God, and that's important in our prayer life and our relationship with God. We're always thanking God, thanking God that he has given us a victory already through Christ's death and resurrection on the cross. God already has defeated sin, evil, the devil, all the enemies. He's defeated and can take away from us and help us overcome the fears and doubts Anxieties and concerns we have in our lives. Devil is a defeated enemy. The enemies around us are defeated when we trust in the sovereign power of God to deal with them. So here was a very strange thing happening. Here were the choirs, it were going out in front of the army to fight the battle, singing and praising God. Surely it would have been the trained men of the army with their good weapons. She have been going out the front and the choir coming at the very end. But no, it was the reverse order. And what happens? God caused confusion. The Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab and Edom who were invading Judah. They were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men of Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. Brought confusion. The praise of God and God's presence and might in this victory brought victory. You see, nothing is impossible with God. Everything is possible with God. And God used unusual means to answer our prayer sometimes. And what seemed unusual and strange was what God used. So confusion came into the enemies and they destroyed each other. And then we find that the men came over to the battlefield and they looked and all they saw was dead bodies lying everywhere. Their job had been done for them. God fought the battle for them. He had defeated the enemy, and so we can do the same. When we thank God for answered prayer, when we are taking on a problem, an enemy, a care or concern, it changes the whole atmosphere because we can acknowledge God's presence going before us and going to deal with the situation. Our attitude can change because we are then trusting in the sovereign power of God and God's word. We can have a truly different approach. And that's what the writer to the Hebrews was getting at when he said how we can come to Jesus Christ, who has been there before us. He is able to sympathise us in our weaknesses, he says, and he was tempted in every way as we were, yet he didn't sin. When we are tempted to give in to the enemy, when we feel discouraged and down and there's no way out, We feel overwhelmed by our enemy. Then turn to Jesus. In his weakness on the cross, he received God's strength and power to defeat the enemy and be victorious. And so then we can come with confidence, says before the throne of grace, to receive mercy and help in our time of need. We can turn to God in prayer, turn to God's word, and receive grace, mercy, and strength to help us in our time of need. So it's important we thank God for the assurance that he is with us. The result of all this, of course, was that God was glorified. And all that happened, God was glorified. The fear of God came upon all the kings of the countries when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. The kingdom of Jerusalem, of Jehoshaphat, was at peace. For his God had given him rest on every side. The fear of God came upon the nations. They realised this was a sovereign God. This was the God who was in control of all the affairs of the world. The God who could defeat all the enemies. The God who used enemies for his purposes to draw the people of Judah closer to himself. So you see, God was acknowledged for who he is. In this day and age, we have this great enemy around us and who is in control of our world. God has shown he is sovereign. God is in control. God will use this situation and work out his plans and his purposes, whatever they may be. I believe that God is using this time to help us to realise who he is, that he is the creator of the world. He is in control, not us. We can't live life without God. We have tried to live a life and people have been so busy, and so caught up. God has been left out and now we need to turn to God and trust in him for salvation and for strength and help to meet the future, for eliminate all our fears and concerns. Trusting in God and glorifying God, a fear, respect of God, that needs to get back into our lives as individuals, as a community, As a church, as a country, as a world, we need to acknowledge who is in control. After all, remember that God is in control. When we turn to him in our anxieties and cares and concerns, Paul says that he will grant us his peace that passes all understanding. We need to turn and glorify God for who he is, what he's done for us in our creation, uh, preservation, our salvation all the blessings of his life we have to acknowledge it's God who gave them to us not the power and might and strength of our own hands has helped us achieve anything all our material well-being is down to God but our spiritual well-being and blessing is down to God remember when Jesus died on the cross he prayed father glorify your name may I bring glory to your name as I die on the cross And as Jesus died on the cross, he glorified God and he brought glory to his own life because he brought forgiveness of our sins. He was glorified back to heaven for what he had done for us on the cross. And his whole aim in dying on the cross was to draw all people to himself, to trust in him for salvation and forgiveness of sins. And the result will be, in response to God's mercy and grace, will be peace in our lives. We can have peace in our lives from an enemy, inner peace, even though there's an enemy all around us, we can have God's peace, God's victory, when we glorify God in our lives. So today, whatever enemy we be facing, whatever fear we be facing, we have to learn from Jesus and from God's word, and from this uh, account of Jehoshaphat in battle against his enemies to turn to God. In prayer, to leave the matter with Him, to praise Him that He will answer our prayers and deal with our enemies. We're to trust in His word and its promises. Acknowledge God for who He is, and He will reward our acknowledgement for our trust in Him. He will reward us. But I said as I finish that our two main enemies that are always prevalent in life and soon to be so prevalent at this time of pandemic. Fear and death. People fear so many things. Yes, about their job security. Fear about what the future will be like. Fear about their health. And the fear of death. And death has been very evident. So many thousands of people, not only in this country, but across the world, who have died from this pandemic. What is the hope? What is the confidence? What is the trust we can have in Well, as I've shared before you and often said, there are 365 verses in scripture on the subject of fear, fear not. Because we have got to help, turn to God for help to overcome fear. Fear of fear, fear of all the things that concern us and fear of death. Because yes, enemy has 100% record. It's our greatest enemy of all. It's a great leveler. Remember, we have to think about the fact that death has come into the world by the sin of one man. Death reigned, and through that one man, how much more those who receive God's uh, abundant provision of grace, the gift of righteousness, reigns in life through one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam and Eve were responsible for sin and death coming into the world, but Jesus Christ came to bring salvation and eternal life and forgiveness of sins he through his resurrection has achieved victory over sin and death but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep for since by death came through one man the resurrection to the dead also came through one man for as an Adam die even so in Christ shall all be made alive we can be made alive from the deadness of sin in our lives made New living beings in Christ Jesus, having God's free gift of eternal life. We can look forward to a victory over all our enemies one day. Revelation 21 says, There will be no, no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Yes, Jesus Christ has given us victory, eternal victory, spiritual victory over sin and death, and He will give us strength to victory over our enemies around us when we turn and trust in Christ. We've got to remember that the enemy of death has been defeated, the enemy of sin, and through it death, not only physical, spiritual or eternal death, are defeated in Jesus Christ and his victory through the cross and through the resurrection. Uh, Woody Allen, a famous uh, actor and film director, said, he wasn't afraid of dying. He just didn't want to be there. We don't need to fear death or being present when we die if we trust in Jesus Christ who has overcome our greatest enemy of all. But remember the other enemy that's around us in the world is the devil. The devil is the greatest enemy around. The one who plants in us the fear spirit of fear, of doubt, of disbelief, of dismissing God and his word. Did God really say he said to Eve, and he whispers that often ears, did God really say? But we turn like Jesus did to God's word, like Jehoshaphat did to God and God's word. We are called in James to submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Come near to God and he'll come near to you. Remember the devil is a liar. He is an accuser. He is a roaring lion. He is a roaring lion who is seeking to devour all Christians, and therefore we are to resist them. We're to stand firm in the faith. They're stand firm again coming in, as the people stand firm in the battle and God will deliver them. So in our battle against our enemies, and the devil in particular, we need to stand firm in Jesus Christ. Paul says we're to put on the whole armour of God so we can withstand the devil, because he says we don't battle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers of dark wicked world yes our enemies around us are the devil we're to stand your ground he says we're to stand firm in the faith we're to put on the whole armor of God to go out properly equipped we're to use prayer we're to use the word of God we're to take on the devil with God's armor God's weaponry and as we stand we will have victory so today as we turn to God in prayer in a few moments, we realise that in God and in Jesus Christ, we have victory to overcome all our doubts, our fears and anxieties, overcome all our enemies, and of all, the greatest enemy of all, death and the devil. These are all defeated, just as the people on Jehoshaphat's day turned and trusted in God and saw God's deliverance to them in answer to prayer and trust in the Word of God. So we too must more and more firmly trust in God and in the Word of God for victory and for strength to lead a life, the Christian life, and to lead our daily lives. Amen. Let us pray. O God, our Father, we thank you for your holy, inspired and eternal Word. We thank you that you have given us rich and many promises of the assurance of your strength in our times of weakness and in times of need, in our times of fear, doubt and concern and anxiety that you have told us to cast our cares upon you, to trust in you. So help us, Father, to turn to the many, many promises of your word each and every day for strength and help and victory. We thank you, Father, that we also have access into your presence, to your throne of grace, where we find mercy and help in our time of need, we thank you that our prayers are ever brought by our Lord Jesus Christ to your throne of grace, that you indeed hear and answer our prayers. So Father, we thank you that in the midst of all that's going on in our world today and in our daily lives, we thank you that you hear and answer prayers. We thank you that you are a sovereign Lord in control of all things. We thank you that you've given us your written revealed word to give us help for every day of life. So, Father, may we live today as people who have placed our faith in Jesus Christ, who has achieved the greatest victory of all over sin and death. May we live our lives as people of victory, conquerors over all these things, and live in victory and in confidence and assurance of you being our ever-present help in time of trouble, for daily life, and for all the battles, for all the enemies we face. In Jesus' name, Amen.